G'day and welcome to our new show, Cast Off with Confidence. We are going to be interviewing some great guests along the lines and we're going to talk about all things voting. Today's episode is brought to you by Sistership Training and today's guest is the gorgeous and vivacious Vicky Moore from New Zealand. Now before we dive in Vicky, I need to tell people a little bit about you. This is an abridged version because Vicky's achievements are quite amazing. So she hails from New Zealand and she lives in Christchurch. She started sailing when she was about eight, when her parents brought her a little sailing dinghy, uh, an optimist. And on that dinghy and from there on, she dreams about cruising the world, but she gets experience internationally and locally uh, with lots of sailing adventures. Her achievements are extraordinary. Her roles are extraordinary. They're mostly boating. She's the president of the Little Ship, what is it, Little Ship Club, Canterbury? Yes. It is, yeah. She's the director of Yachting New Zealand. She's a writer, a speaker. Uh, there's many other achievements. Um, more recently, she's achieved her Ocean Yacht Masters. She founded Women Who Sail New Zealand, and we'll get to a lot more of what Vicky has achieved. Welcome, Vicky. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> you're more than welcome. And I know your profile has a lot more information. We'll get to that. But people can, can find you online at astrolabsailing.com. Not right this minute, but that's where they can find out more about what you've done and what you're doing. And more recently, what you have done is your yacht masters, ocean yacht masters or offshore. Offshore, yes, offshore. Offshore. Can you tell us a bit about that, what you had to do and how you found it? Yeah, absolutely. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I, um, uh, I had a few sort of hurdles along the way of my sort of studying and things sort of personal things came up that um, just before I was about to sit the exam so it took me a bit longer to do it than I'd hoped um, I did lots of sort of pre-preparation including your online um, navigation courses thank you very much they really helped sort of prepare me for what was ahead um, with the practical um, exam so we had a five days on board a 36 foot yacht up in Nelson uh, at the top of the South Island of New Zealand with a company called Sail Nelson and um, Chris the instructor was very patient and um, allowed us to sort of practice all the maneuvers that would be examined on and really sort of brush up our um, practical navigation skills and applications. So um, we spent quite a lot of time um, doing those sorts of things and getting used to the boat and the area that would do the exam. And then we had a two-day exam with the harbour master on board the boat, um, running us through drills and quick-fire questions about navigation and coal rigs and weather and safety and um, you name it, we got, we got tested on it and really put through our paces. So it was myself and a couple of other guys um, from New Zealand as well doing the exam and, and thankfully we all passed so it was great it was a really good really good um, good experience and um, I felt like it really sort of drew together a lot of the strands of information that I've collected over the years 
um, was and pulled it all together to a really sort of solid, solid lump. So it was, I was really proud of the of achieving it. It's a, it's a tough, a tough week and a tough test. <laughs> and so you should be proud. That's that's quite an achievement. And well done pulling the, all that information together. The, what we have to know as boaters is so vast, and to recall it instantly under a high pressure system is quite something. And I, I, I hear you did quite well. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I never got the uh, actual uh, results, uh, but you know they, we did all pass. But um, the the did you- was good actually. He had sort of a or the examiner, sorry, he had a sort of deadpan face the whole way, whole way through it. And at one stage, um, he said, "Right, there's a storm coming. Put in this, put in this reef." And um, luckily, the other two guys and I all got on really well we each other had each other's backs and I was like right okay James you're on the halyard Steve you're on the mast let's get this sorted I'm coming up into the wind and put this reef in and it was done within like sort of 30 seconds and I was like that is the best reef I've ever had in my life you know and I look at the examiner and he's just kind of like dude pair and I'm like come on that was awesome <laughs> you know <laughs> fantastic well done that's great did you did you get a bit of a nickname during the few days together? No, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, nerd. They call me nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I, uh, I I did a very amazing passage plan, actually, and um, thanks to your course, and uh, put it all together. And the boys were like, um, uh, oh, that's pretty nerdy passage. <laughs> <laughs> it was about sort of a 12-page um novel for a um, sort of 50 mile passage but you know I was I was out to impress <laughs> and you did well done that's great what do you hope to do with that is there a plan to do something with that qualification um it was more really for my own sort of um my own personal achievement as opposed to wanting to take it sort of anywhere as a career but I think um, the two guys that I was doing it with one of them wants to be a delivery skipper and one of them's working on super yachts so they may you know obviously need to use that qualification for those sorts of things Um, but in the future who knows it's just nice sort of another string to your bow another you know tool in the toolbox type thing and um, yeah, just pretty proud of it as a personal achievement, I suppose, as opposed to a, a career achievement. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it's validation for yourself. I know sometimes I I think and we can all think, can't we? You know, can I do this? Have I got this? And it's yeah. nice to, to validate your own skills. So that's looking into the future and we'll get to that. But let's just wind back a bit to your little eight year old self. <laughs> with your little sailing dinghy was that where it all started for you with with boating it was yeah so the I went to um school in a place called Governor's Bay which is um, not far from where I live now actually and it's right on the on the waterfront and the school had like a sailing week and um, we had this most amazing instructor who is still around now. I think he must be getting into his eight, late 80s or 90s. His name's Malcolm Pearson. And he was the most um, relaxed and calm person that I've ever kind of dealt with. And there was all these kids sailing around and these dinghies out on the, on the sea. And no time did he kind of raise his voice or get stressed out about anything. And I think that really kind of just 
help cement that love of of sailing um forever really you know that fir- those first experiences were just were just so delightful and he was such an amazing man so yeah he he sounds like he's been a, a a great mentor to you to get you going and there's been another mentor you've had more recently a friend of yours that, that has helped you along your way Yes, definitely. That was Ivan Atkinson, and um, he was when I started getting into keelboat racing. And once again, another um, just the most incredible man. Never raised his voice. Um, nothing was ever a problem. Even when things were really going to custard, he was. Um, he just had a smile on his face and was just so encouraging of, of me and of all the rest of the crew that used to sail with him probably twenty years ago now. Um, we've all gone on to buy our own boats and he's just supported and encouraged us all the way through he's an incredible person so yeah I owe a lot to those two early people in my sailing career I suppose (laughs) yeah that's fantastic they've really shaped where you are now and what you're doing now by the sounds of it yes definitely yeah yeah Mm. and you're becoming a bit of a mentor yourself you have this fantastic blog and you have so many articles on it and I've noticed your articles and you know not just a chat about something they're so in-depth and the information and the resources are you enjoying that side of it are you going to continue to keep blogging absolutely I love it and um a lot of that actually comes back to you Jackie and your enthusiasm and encouragement of me so I know you you and I used to read each other's blog sort of from about I don't know seven years ago I think I started mine now and um, I always appreciated all your um, comments and support and it was actually you who encouraged me to to start writing and submitting some of my articles to magazines and things so um, I think you change your writing style don't you when you realize that there's all these people actually reading (laughs) the things that you're writing so I've always enjoyed writing for myself Mm. but um Uh, now that I kind of realize that there's people actually reading and enjoying what I'm saying I I feel like my writing style has kind of changed but I like to be able to sort of share my adventures but also share um, information and and the things that we did wrong or the things that we did right and those and how people might be able to learn from those experiences and I think it is it's just a way of kind of paying forward the the love and support that I got from the people who supported me you know when I started sailing it's my way of kind of um, helping others going forward I suppose. Mm, That's great I I couldn't agree more and it's sailing and riding or anything to do with boats and anything to do with riding is a continual learning journey isn't it and yeah the both genres have great support and I'm the same I like to share what I've done and let people learn and keep learning from others I've certainly learned from your good self on (laughs) on all your information I love I think one of my favorite blogs was when you wrote a letter to your batteries oh remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny (laughs) that was really good so can you can you tell us a bit about that um yeah I was doing a so I kind of um organize all these events um through the little ship club of Canterbury and um and I love it really because I organize things that I'm interested in and hope that other people want to come along and join in with me as well and thankfully a lot of them do which is great so this particular time we'd um 
I'd organized a, a marine electronics um, for dummies course, if you like, because I thought I don't know anything about marine electronics and I'd like to like to learn. And I'm sure there'd be lots of people out there who'd like to learn too. So a friend of mine, um, Chris Harris, he was the instructor. He's a marine electrician and he came along and explained all sorts of things about volts and amps and ohms and wires and batteries and things. And we had sort of a roundtable discussion one night about what kind of batteries you had. And I was like, I don't even know what kind of batteries I've got. So everyone was discussing, oh, we've got AGM and I've got gel and I've got lithium and, I've got, and I'm like, what are my batteries? So yeah, the, the blog post was something along the lines of, dear batteries, I've neglected you for so long. <laughs> I didn't even know what kind you were. <laughs> it um, made me laugh. And, uh, you go on to say, and thank you for just working every time I just turned up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cooling my beer. <laughs> attention for years. <laughs> so it's still going strong which is good so well well done it's good to take those moments and go oh batteries I'll go and have a look at that and figure that out and exactly yeah Yeah, that's right yeah (laughs) I love the fact you're um, doing work or what fills your time is is creating events you want to attend I think that's really smart but there's a lot of roles you do um, as well as the the little ship club and um, oh, all, your, all your sailing and getting experience you've also you're a great advocate for other um, other cruisers there's a couple of examples I can think of but during the the recent COVID problems you really helped out internationally it was an international effort can you tell us a bit more about that yeah sure so um it probably helps to to roll back a wee bit. I used to work for a member of parliament and um, my role with him was helping um, our constituents deal with complicated issues with government departments. And many of those issues were related to immigration issues. And um, one of the girls in the marina that, whose boat is just along from where mine is, she's from overseas and she sort of explained Um, the issues that they were having um, given their visas were about to expire but there wasn't anywhere in the Pacific that they could sail off to so their intention was to sort of stay here for for a period of time generally cruisers come down here for the um, our summer and escape the Pacific cyclone season and then head away again but of course COVID coming along and um uh, kind of closing everything down and closing all the Pacific down meant that the people that were already here were stuck. Um, but the people in the Pacific didn't really have anywhere to go to to you know escape from cyclone season. And also there were a lot of people whose boats were here, but they were stuck overseas um, because New Zealand closed their border to anyone other than New Zealanders coming in. So um, I sort of thought this all sounded a wee bit unfair and so I put my um, my political hat back on again and, and started just helping people um, with ideas as to ways that they could um, lobby politicians and different organisations to try to change the policy. So I've managed to kind of gather together a bit of database, a database of the people. We've made a Facebook group about it and people are able to kind of discuss their concerns and I can give them suggestions on how to write a letter and what you should include in it 
and who you should send it to um, and ways to kind of go and knock on the door of, a, of the local um, electorate MP and ask for help and, and those kind of things. So, so it's been good. It's a good community of, of people who have been trying to collaborate together to, to get some, some changes. Um, we've been relatively successful. We've been able to um, make sure that the temporary import entries on the boats are extended through until June next year, which means they don't have to be have to pay GST or duty to um, because their boats have been here for longer than two years. Um, we've been, been able to get most of the people who are stuck here with their visas extended. Um, we've, there's a bit of a pathway for people to come into New Zealand on their boats now if they're going to be, um, be able to sort of commit to spending a reasonable amount on um, upgrades and what have you to come into the country. So there's a pathway for that. And we're still working on the people who are stuck overseas whose boats are here. Um, we're hoping that they might be able to come in sort of towards the end of the year once New Zealand, most of New Zealand's got their vaccinations done. So yeah, it's it's been enjoyable. Whenever they're all, you know, touring around New Zealand, a lot of the people come into Christchurch and we catch up for lunch or a drink or something and um, get to meet each other and, and talk a bit more about how um, how they're going and their experiences. So I've, I've really enjoyed it. I like I like mm. helping people and and I just enjoy, you know, thinking if I was in that situation and stuck in a foreign country, I hope somebody like me would step up and and help help me in that situation. <laughs> Mm, that's fantastic that's fantastic and with all your connections and your lovely personality and your positivity that's a, a great thing to to pick up and run with and I know a lot of people are, are very grateful to have that support mm. and there there was one guy now I think he was Canadian was it Bill yes. that was a rather remarkable story who well I'll let you tell it it's a COVID related again but this was a particularly neat little snippet of the kind of things you you do yeah so Bill was doing a solo circumnavigation from Canada so he started in um in around Va Vancouver Victoria area and um sailed down around Cape uh, around the bottom of um to Cape Town and then around the bottom of Australia um around Cape Horn obviously first and then uh, into New Zealand and um his wife Kathy got in touch with me via a woman who sailed New Zealand and she was going to come over to Littleton to meet Bill and they were going to tour around um, the country and, and we'd catch up while they were here and and then they, Bill was going to carry on with his circumnavigation back up across the Pacific back into Canada and um, of course COVID meant that Kathy couldn't come in and um, the, everything was shut so Bill was at sea he'd left Cape Town sort of three months earlier so he was desperate for some supplies and some repairs to the boat he'd had a few um, knockdowns and um, just below Tasmania and things so he needed some repairs and um, I managed to work with the harbour master here and we got an exemption for him to be able to come in to, to Littleton and he arrived just after our lockdown our hard lockdown finished and uh, yeah so Kathy had sent over um, various bits and pieces for the boat and, and we ordered a whole lot of groceries and things for him and um, yeah it was a year ago actually yesterday I think that he was actually here and um, and when he was here I was taking him around and buying other bits and pieces and getting um, fuel for the boat and gas for the boat and helping people get repairs and things like that it was great fun we made made really good friends and um we are we keep in touch now hopefully we'll be able to catch up again soon 
Oh, wonderful. And yeah. he made it back okay? He did, yeah. I think it was another three months at sea before he made it back. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's back in Canada now with Kathy and, um, and Pixie, his boat, is um, out of the water at the moment, having her hull clean. So, um, yeah, so it's great. Nice people. Uh, <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well done. It's a great story. <laughs> so he has a lovely boat, and I know you do as well. You had the lovely Wildwood. Yes. Have I got that right? Yeah, I have. And... She, well, you tell us a bit about her. She's a young 88, is that right? Yes, yeah, she's a young 88, so that's a really popular racer cruiser here in New Zealand. Um, she's one of the wooden ones. So I think there was a half dozen wooden ones made. Um, she was built around 1985. She's 30 foot or 8.8 metres long. Um, and I've owned her for 18 years this year. So, yeah, I bought her when, she, when I was... 28 and um, I've had lots of adventures on her she's um she's great fun I've got a good crew who come and help me race in the rum races and then we sail up and down the coast of New Zealand and um yeah she's a she's a great fun boat she's been I can handle her on my own but we can also sail with a good group of people and plenty of space to accommodate them as well so yeah it's great it's a good boat yeah that, that's a, a good size boat I was uh having a look at them and I know they're mostly fiberglass now aren't they yes yeah yeah so, so I think there was about 170 or so of them made around and around the 80s and um yeah they've they're all still highly competitive and, and racing all around the place so I think it's our biggest one design keelboat class in New Zealand um so very popular yeah yeah she's a nice nice looking boat so you you get you have lots of adventures and actually my husband Noel said to me when he goes oh say hello to Vicky and he said and can you ask her why all her social media is her just having fun doesn't she ever go and cut wood or clean anything and <laughs> you're just out there having fun all the time <laughs> which is fantastic but um you're getting lots of experience and having fun locally and internationally is the big dream still to sail off to other countries yes definitely that's the long-term goal um so my son is um going to be 17 at the end of this year so he's he's sort of growing up and becoming more independent so um yeah, I'll, that is definitely the long-term plan. Once he's ready for me to leave home, <laughs> I'll be off, <laughs> off travelling. <laughs> so he's he's not sort of hankering to go with you? Has the the sorty water and the boating life got, got him yet? Not quite. He's um, he's a bit like his um, father. Who, he's more into things with engines and... Um, mm -hmm. He's very passionate about drone technology and making films and things. So, um, so he'll forge his own path. He's not much of a sailor, but he does come out with me occasionally. And when we go away on holiday on the boat and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, you, I think sailing is something you either love or you're just a bit kind of oh yeah, that's all right, <laughs> you know. So he's sort of in that category. He's not definitely not as passionate about it as I am, but he's got other things that he's really passionate about, which is fantastic. Sure, sure. And that's fair enough. I love the fact that uh, it's going to be you leaving home. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty neat. 
So will that mean, uh, I don't want to say upgrade, if I say it, I don't mean it derogatively to, to Wildwood, but does that mean a different boat for you to uh, take off with? Yes, definitely. Wildwood's really just a, a coastal um, boat um, and even around the coast of New Zealand, sometimes it can be a bit hairy and a little boat like that. So um, she's not really designed for crossing oceans or anything like that. So I would look to get a bigger boat. I'd probably probably nothing much more than 40 foot just so I'm able to to handle it um, by myself or shorthanded. And uh, yeah, but, uh, that's sort of what I'm aiming for as well at the moment. <laughs> I don't think you'll be short of people putting their hands up to say I'll do a leg and uh, if you can just note this hand yes you... absolutely oh that'll be great I'll be interested to see uh to see how that develops and one of the things that I'm asked a lot and I know you're asked and you've actually addressed this on uh some of your articles it's about funding it. I don't wish to get too personal, but it's a it's a big bone of contention and, and it's a hard question to answer because it really depends how you live, what type of boat you have, how much you can repair yourself, etc. Um, what's your take? How are you going to fund yourself to take off? Yeah, well, I've um, I've been thinking about this for a long time, probably since I was in my optimist sailing around <laughs> when I was eight. Um, so I've got I've, over the years I've been quite able to sort of buy a few, a couple of rental properties, um, which I've worked hard to sort of save and pay off, and I've got some other investments which have been um, sort of in the back pocket. But it'd be nice with my perhaps with my qualification that I've just got to maybe do some deliveries along the way. Um, and I'm quite a sort of an adaptable person. I've, I've got about seven different jobs at the moment. So, and a lot of them I can still do remotely. So potentially there's a way that I could um, figure out how I could still sail and earn at the same time and, and work those roles in around that. So yeah, like uh, obviously my writing, it'd be nice to be able to sort of do a wee bit more of that and um, write some articles for sailing magazines. I also do a bit of PR work for uh, marine companies and those sorts of things. So they're things that you can still do remotely as well. So yeah, that'll be my rough plan. <laughs> well, that sounds I... a... <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. Lotto maybe. A what? Lotto, lottery. Oh, lottery. Sorry, lottery. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't rely on that. But you're a lot more, uh, you're a lot more organised than we were. We sort of did it all on the smell of an oily rag, as they say, and uh, just and we. But we found work along the way. We, you know, we renovated apartments in Puerto Rico, and so you do. If you're open to it, it generally finds you. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have a timeline or is that too much of a ticklish question right now? Yeah, it's probably still a couple of years off, just depending on how my son gets on, you know, mm. um, and and how, you know, where he's kind of placed. So it's sort of all based around um, him at the moment. But um, given that he's sort of in his teens and becoming extremely independent, um, mm. yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. But with all the changes and things that have happened sort of in recent years, it's, um, I, f I feel like it's nice to have a goal, 
but not to get too hung up on the the sort of minute details of it because things seem to keep coming from you know left field and and knocking me off course somewhat so um yeah it, it just kind of play it play it as it goes I think that's very wise yeah especially at the moment with COVID and you know just not knowing what's going to be happening in the world you know in the next year or so um yeah, it's nice to just be able to be here in New Zealand for a wee bit. Yeah, that's right. And talking of being knocked off our feet a little bit, you're a very positive and happy person. Have there been times in your life that you've really been, let's say, angry with life, that you've had those challenges and they, they've they've changed you? Yeah, definitely. So my... Um... My ex-husband was killed in a jet boating accident about two and a half years ago and um, and that was just such a shock and a tragedy for, for everything and I felt I did go through a phase of feeling quite angry about the accident and the um, the fallout and that my lifestyle kind of had to change because he wasn't around anymore and um, and just uh, somehow I ended up having to pick up the pieces and um and yeah I felt quite resentful and angry about that for quite a while but I then sort of instead of pushing back and feeling angry I just had to change my own mindset about it really and think right this is the new reality now you've just got to knuckle on and get on with it so and I think as sailors you know, there's been other things that have happened, like the Christchurch earthquakes and, um, you know, this COVID thing and all sorts of other stuff kind of going on that you're you're completely out of your control. It's the same as being out on the water and, and a big storm comes or something critical breaks or your engine craps out or something. You know, there's no point in, in getting angry about it, you know. Yeah happened you've just got to knuckle on and deal with it and get through the you know the next bit as best you can so um I've tried to sort of adopt that strategy but sometimes you feel yourself sort of slipping into the you know feeling grumpy about things of course yeah of yeah course. yeah we've all all had our challenges I, I was aware you've had some extra challenges along the way and I, I admire you for that wisdom of being able to to flip your thinking and it's as you say being on a boat it's a lot about doing that flipping your think, thinking and, and getting on with it and which is why we do things like there's a training the passage planning it's having a an idea in your head of what you can do and adapting that for the current situation instead of going ha ah, and panicking it's sort of you know you're changing your thinking exactly yeah having that that idea as to okay if this isn't going to happen what might happen I don't think anyone ever saw what was going to happen with COVID kind of coming up but um you know I don't think anyone could have crystal ball gazed that yeah. but, um you know you've just kind of got to make the best of the situation uh, as you can and um and deal with it because there are so many factors that are just completely out of your control yeah absolutely so you've had this, you've got so many jobs, we haven't covered half of them. You've won yachting service awards, your qualifications are this huge, great list. <laughs> and I know people are looking up to you, reading your blogs, and you're inspiring a lot of people. What advice could you give to people that want to sort of follow a similar path to you? Um, 
I'd say to, to just get as much experience on the water as you can and sail with lots of different people um, and on lots of different boats. And you learn something new. I mean, I've been sailing now for sort of, I don't know, 30 something years. And every time I go out, I still learn something new. And the, I think the times when you go out and you think you know it all is the time that you get, you know, your ass kicked. <laughs> something terrible kind of happens that you hadn't seen coming up. So I really, um, I really think it's all about sort of getting as much experience as you can, learning as well all of the other um, theoretical things like the like the things you teach you know with your navigation and the rules of of sailing and lights and those sorts of things you know there's so much more to it than just boat handling there's a lot more in, in the way of um, knowledge that you need to kind of have um, but just keep learning and keep trying and um, I really enjoy racing not so much for the competition but just for um the pressure that it puts you under to to work together as a crew to sail the boat to a certain destination um in as quick a time as you possibly can you know those sorts of skills are 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 really really useful when it comes to to cruising because you've got your crew handling you've got your boat handling you've got your close quarters sailing with other boats and those sorts of things so it really puts some pressure on you to to know all those sorts of things too um so yeah just get it out there and then once you do have the knowledge try and encourage other people to to get involved as well and and do whatever you can to encourage more women or or men or young people to to get involved and to stay in the sport you know take new people out sailing with you um you know that sort of stuff encourage them pay it forward (laughs) yeah absolutely so in your boating boating life or which has been most of your life what do you think or what do you tag as your greatest achievement what what was it sort of like oh that was pretty good um I guess there's so many things really in terms of my greatest achievement I was really proud to win the Yachting New Zealand um service award which was um mainly I mean I'm involved in a few different things locally but mainly for my work with the Little Ship Club so they that was a an organization that's been around since the 1960s um it was a group of friends who'd done a navigation course together and they just wanted to continue meeting on a regular basis to sort of talk about nautical related things and um I got involved with them about probably eight years ago or so. I saw a notice on the notice board of the the Yacht Club with an interesting talk they had coming up. And I said, have you guys got a website or a Facebook page? I can learn some more about you and what you guys are up to. And they were like, no, you know, and I said, I could make you one if you wanted, you know. And they said, oh, we'll form a committee and and talk about it. And I said, no, no, don't worry about forming a committee. I said, "I'll I'll just make one for you. And if you don't like it, we'll, uh, you know, you can change it. So, um, so they were like, oh, all right then. So I made it, made this Facebook page up and then the, I invited all my friends to come along to the, to the event that they had. And, um, and there was, I think prior to that, they'd sort of had about 10 people with, you know, cups of tea and biscuits and stuff like that coming to listen to their speaker. Well, I think about 80 people turned up to this event (laughs) and they were kind of, blown away by it all and they were like maybe you should be the president and I was like oh no 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 I don't want to be 
president, you know, I'm just happy to, you know, help out where I can. And they're like, no, 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 you have to be the president. And I, was, I was like, oh, okay, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got elected as the president. And, and since then, yeah, we've grown the membership by about sort of 500% or something ridiculous. Oh. Um, we've got a great group of people that come along and we get the bar open and um, have all these fantastic speakers who put heaps of time and effort into their presentations, which I'm forever thankful for. Um, we had a full house last night with um, Rebecca Hayter, who's a, a writer and former editor of Boating New Zealand magazine. So she was our speaker talking about her new book. Um, and so that was great, and and everyone loves it. They've all made some really good friends, and I just get a real buzz out of um, everyone coming along and having a good time and, and being interested in the things that I'm interested in, in doing as well. <laughs> so it's good. It's a good community. <laughs> well done. That's fantastic. I love it. I've, I've had the same mindset. Oh, don't talk about it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So what what is next for you? What's happening on the horizon now? Well, I've got a couple of things, sort of irons in the fire at the moment. There's nothing kind of set in concrete that I can give you any sort of ideas for, but there there are um, there are a few things coming up that I hope to be able to sort of use some of my interest in sailing and my other communications skills with. Um, the other exciting thing for Christchurch is we've got Sail GP coming to Littleton in um, January next year. So I'm going to um, be helping a little bit with my Yachting New Zealand hat on there to um, try and um, utilise or leverage the event to, to get more people interested and involved in sailing in Canterbury sort of, um, pre and post the event. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, who knows what the future holds? I sort of think there's... Um, you know, as my son gets a bit older and a bit more independent, I sort of find myself having a little bit more time in my day. And, and so people kind of approach me and they're like, how about this project? Or how about that project? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so I'll just uh, pick things up as, as I go. And um, yeah, I'm excited, excited for what's ahead. Fantastic. I think you're the only person I know that would say, I have seven jobs but I'm finding a little bit more time lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all sounds a bit ridiculous when I explain it to people. You know, people say, what do you do? And, and after about five minutes, you can sort of see their eyes glaze over and they're just like, yes. and as I'm explaining it, I think this sounds completely ridiculous, you know, like I could possibly have seven jobs, but somehow it, it works. Usually, yeah. okay, most of the time. <laughs> so we better tell everyone where they can they can stalk you, where they can follow you. So your your website and and Facebook and and any other social media, so they can keep up with you and then see what what's up and coming for you. Where yep. where can they go? Absolutely. So yeah, you mentioned it before the Astrolab Sailing blog, astrolabsailing.com and also um, yeah, Astrolab Sailing on Facebook and Instagram. So um, yeah, those are the main kind of places and um, yeah, follow the adventures, come join in the joining the fun <laughs> women who sail new zealand that's a good group to be mm. involved with if you're in littleton come along to the little ship club um, where our events or if you're sailing in here we can come along welcome you into the into the area and help you out if you need a run into the supermarket that kind of stuff um yeah 
keep in touch yeah yeah i'm hoping to uh, take up the offer later this year and and come down and see you all down there It'll be a definitely bit of we're looking forward yeah. to that really looking forward to that it'll <laughs> be fun so if you were sitting in my shoes right now what else would you have asked yourself that, that i haven't asked you um god that's a tough question <laughs> i don't know it's been a it's been a good conversation isn't it jackie um I don't know. I you don't have to <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to have an answer <laughs> someone asked me the other day why are you single you you know and i was like yeah i don't know i just haven't you know met that man yet so there you go you don't have time yeah why am I single I don't know I haven't even got an answer for that <laughs> there's a question but <laughs> there's a question and you don't answer and that's fine I think you know it happens when it happens and who knows what you're who you'll find when you're off sailing off around the world and when that happens do you have a do you have a itinerary do you have a place you want to specifically get to or is it just go out there and see what happens um initially well my my plan has so far been sort of to to go up to the Mediterranean fly up to the Med buy a boat there and um sort of cruise around and gradually make my way back to New Zealand sort of through the Panama Canal and the Pacific um but just depending on how things go with COVID and those sorts of things maybe it might be change you know and be a few laps of the Pacific first and then the Mediterranean later um I don't I don't know and um but the, the goal is to be out there somewhere, sailing somewhere. And um, But where exactly that is, I'm just going to try and leave open and, um, and be flexible and just, just see, where, see where the winds take me. Mm, yeah, quite right. I have to say, in all our travels across oceans, the Pacific was just the best. I mean, there's a lot of wonderful places out there, and obviously the Med's one of them, but the... The Pacific Islands, the Islanders, oh, oh it's just uh, a very, very special place. So, yeah, yeah, it's not a, not a bad thing to aim for. Yeah, definitely. So. Mm. <laughs> and it's great to see you're you're so confident, and and you're confident because you you've put so much into what you do, and you, you've studied and worked hard, and been open to experiences, and. Um, one of my mottos is you know be ready and, and cast off with confidence and hence this show can you think of what your main thing it could be one thing but you know you can stretch that out a little bit but what would be the biggest thing you could say to someone who's thinking about this kind of life to cast off with confidence what does that mean what should they be doing or thinking about doing um I think it's a good question as well. There's, I mean, there's, there's so many sort of aspects to it, isn't there, with sailing? And it's, um, I think you, you'll know deep inside you whether you're a parent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened there? But I'm still, we're still standing. I, I was actually waiting for my table to go because I had to keep touching. Earthquake! Earthquake! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. I apologise. Continue on. So, um, right. So, casting off with confidence. I think you. I think you sort of know in yourself, don't you? You sort of have that confidence. But to get that confidence, um, 
I don't know I think it's it's learning it's it's continuing to learn and, and to upskill and and that's where you know I really enjoyed your courses and doing the RYA course it just kind of um, reconfirms that you do actually have that knowledge you know um, you sort of sometimes you hear of people that just kind of have never been sailing and they buy a boat and disappear offshore and and they have a wonderful time and kind of learn along the way which is which is fantastic but there are so many things that you can do before that you know instead of watching tv you could be doing one of your passage planning courses or something like that or um you know at the weekends instead of mowing your lawns you could be out crewing for someone on their boat in a in the Saturday afternoon race and just getting those skills up while you while you can um, while well, you've got the time and the and the space to do it and then you know once you're actually ready to go cast off um you've got all that background kind of knowledge in the back of your head and you're not going to go and hopefully run up on a reef or crash into someone or, or do something that you would have um not done had you had that knowledge mm. in the background it's like driving a car isn't it you know you sort of need to know the road rules <laughs> yeah yeah, quite right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's great. That's that's really good. It's something I'm very passionate about, and and having done all our sailing with not much more than a stub toe, I I sort of that's why I do what I do. So I love yeah. I love sharing that passion with you. Oh, and you're so good at it too, Jackie. It's, it's great. I just this is about you, not me. <laughs> fantastic teacher and you know I, I really appreciate everything that you've done for me and for other sailors as well so well done to you <laughs> oh that's really nice thank you we could talk I could talk to you for ages and uh, when we get together we do talk for ages and uh but I think maybe we'll leave it there unless you have anything you'd like to add before we go no, I don't think so. I think we've covered so much, haven't we? And we don't want to make everyone fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're capable of that. <laughs> I think I think down the line we shall meet up again and let everyone catch up with you again. I'm sure they'll follow you, and I suggest you do if you're listening to this. Go and go and follow Vicky. Her information is extraordinary, and. We'll catch up with you and maybe hear about your plans when you sail off into that sunset and we can follow you there and see what happens. And well, hopefully and we can raft up somewhere along the lines, Jackie. And, uh, mm. and yeah, it'd be really cool. You can come, and, come sailing with me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that, that'll be awesome. That'll be great. Congratulations on everything you've achieved. I think you're a remarkable woman, woman on very many levels. And we shall cross bows once again sounds good thank you very okay. much thanks for joining us today i hope you enjoyed the conversation with the lovely vicky moore do pop along to her website and follow her and say good day for other podcasts lots more articles videos pop over to sistership training there's a fun quiz to test your boating knowledge as well. And of course, there'll be more podcasts and videos such as this down the line. If you'd like to join me for a chat, go over to our website, drop me a line and we'll see if we can get together. In the meantime, whatever you're doing, whether it's on the land or on a boat, I wish you fair winds. <laughs>